This episode has been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. You are invited to attend their open house on November 10th to discover what makes Heschel special. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. That's Toronto, H-E-S-C-H-E-L dot org. That's the sound of the matriarch of the last Jewish family in Kabul, Afghanistan, descending the steps of a chartered airplane that carried her and some of her grown children out of Afghanistan to safety in Albania. Tovar Maradi is 78. She was in hiding from the Taliban, who threatened to kill her for helping another Jewish member of her community years ago. It's a complicated story, but when the Taliban returned to power in the summer, they threatened to stone her. A Canadian-Israeli rescue mission managed to sneak Tova and several of her adult children and their own families out of Afghanistan a few weeks ago, in a bigger group of Afghan women cyclists and human rights workers. If that all sounds familiar to you, it's because, yes, I told you about this second rescue earlier this month, but I had to leave out this incredible Jewish part for safety reasons. There were still about 25 more members of her family, more sons and wives and children, who were waiting in hiding in the country to be rescued too. I can tell you now that they're all safe. They just landed Monday after a two-and-a-half-hour flight to a Middle Eastern country. And no, it's not Israel, but we can't tell you where it is yet for safety reasons. And that news means that Tuva's daughter and her three sons, who already live in Canada, can sleep a little easier today. And so can the Jewish man from Toronto, who helped make it all happen. I did what uh, I guess uh, I thought was appropriate. I spoke to my rabbi. I spoke to Big Chachamim. And they said, if you can do something to help, help. So I went, uh, I, I decided, you know what, I was going to see what I could do. Obviously, I'm here in Canada. There's not much I can do uh, in the big picture. I'm insignificant, but I might have friends and family in different places that could help. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. might be thinking, wait, wasn't there some other guy named Zabulun Simentov who was the last Jew in Afghanistan? He's the guy that lived in the Kabul synagogue and he wouldn't divorce his wife. Well, as it happens, he did get out in September. But it turns out he wasn't actually the last Jewish family in Afghanistan. The Maradi family was. They were well known in Kabul. Some had moved to Israel years ago, as much of the community did in the 1950s. But Tova stayed. As a teenager, she'd married a much older man who was a Muslim. And they had a large family. It was very taboo, but she still practiced her Jewishness. She even attended synagogue. And it was never easy to be a Jew, which is why some of her children later moved to Canada. When the Taliban took over the first time, Tova became a target. She had helped another Jewish man named Ishak Levin hide in her family's compound for a year. And the Taliban found out. And when they were kicked out of the country, they warned her they would come back for her someday and kill her. For the past two months, efforts have been underway to get Tova and about 30 members of her extended family out. And at the center of it was Yehuda Joe Friedberg of Toronto. He had met one of Tova's sons by accident years earlier in the city when the man was delivering pizza. And despite his Arabic-sounding last name, he swore to Friedberg that he was Jewish too. 
Coming up, Friedberg and Tova's daughter, who lives in Ajax, will be here to tell us about the rescue and what they hope comes next. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Eva Olson in Bracebridge, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. A family from Edmonton has launched a social media challenge to raise money and awareness about the genetic disease that took their son's life. Stevie Schwartzberg was 35 when he died several years ago. He had suffered from familiar dysautonomia. It's very rare. Fewer than 400 people have it. It's a disease that affects primarily Ashkenazi Jews. His parents, Jack and Rowena Schwartzberg, and his younger sister, Daryl, launched a box jump challenge, asking people to jump onto a box and film themselves doing it, challenge others, and donate to the FD organization that helped their son cope with his condition. The link is in our show notes. Yehuda Joe Friedberg has been pulling a lot of all-nighters and sending countless texts and making phone calls to coordinate with the Israeli NGO Israel and Canadian-Israeli businessman Sylvan Adams and others to rescue the at-risk women and their families from Afghanistan. But trying to save the remaining Jewish family in the country became a special mission. Friedberg joins me now from his home in Thornhill, as does Tova's daughter, Horsheed. She lives in Ajax, Ontario. We're not using her last name because she's worried the Taliban could retaliate against members of her late father's side of the family who are still there. Congratulations on this incredible news. I know you've been very tired, have not slept. Um, You know, what have you heard? What's the latest? Uh, The latest is about two hours ago, uh, 25th of October, um, the last of the the family, the Jewish family in Afghanistan, cleared Afghan airspace. Um, They are the last complement of uh, two groups, uh, equaling about 35 um, members of Afghan's actual last Jewish family. And they they were stuck there. They're under threat of, unfortunately, uh, death and execution. And so the good news is, as of two hours ago, they, the whole, the entire family is now, um, in, you know, they're now rescued, they're safe. All right, let's bring in Horsheed. Horsheed, uh, you know, you've uh, been in Ontario for some time. Maybe you can explain who in Canada, who's here, how many of you are here, and how did you get here? What's your, what's your story? Uh, okay, actually, me and my three of my brothers, uh, we are living in Toronto. Uh, so I got married, I got married and I came to Canada and uh, my three other brothers uh, who came as a refugee. And what year would that be? When was this? Uh, I can say I came in 1999 and my brothers, uh, one of my brother came around like um, same time as me and the other two came uh, like 15 years ago. <laughs> ah, and why did they, why did you all decide to come to Canada? Uh, because, you know, we didn't feel safe in Afghanistan during the war and also the, the story of my mom. It was not safe for us to live in uh, Afghanistan, especially my mom. A family was very non-Jewish uh, people in Afghanistan and they were like a businessman. My grandfather, uh, Muradi, um, uh, he was a businessman and he, was, uh, he had a business in Herat as well as Kabul. And then when they left Afghanistan, after that, all the people, they know that we are related to Jewish uh, family. And um, uh, we got so many time uh, trading when the Taliban came, especially the first time when the Taliban came, um, Mullah Isaac was one of uh, known uh, Rabbi uh, Jewish. 
and uh, the Taliban was uh, trying to kill him. And then my family hid him in our house for more than a year. Uh, and they came to knock our door and they were asking for Mullah Isaq. And then my mom said, Mullah Isaq converted to Muslim and uh, you cannot take him, you, you cannot, because now he uh, belongs to a Muslim community. And then after uh, the, so they didn't do anything to Mullah Isaq after they left, uh, uh, the Taliban, like the uh, other government, took over. So then Mullah Isa came back to the uh, place that he used to work and he, could, he lived uh, freely as a Jewish. And uh, my brother helped him to take a passport to send him to Israel. But uh, since he was happy on that time with the new government, he stayed there. And he continued to, uh, to do his religious stuff as a Jewish person. And uh, so when the Taliban came for the second time in Afghanistan, like just a few months ago, they find out about this story. And they try to kill my mom and my family because they said, you first time you, 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 like you lied to us, you tried to hide this story from us. And they were treading all my families and they were all in danger. So luckily we got introduced with Mr. Joe by my, one of my brothers. So, and he helped us and he introduced me to Ezra uh, Eid uh, and uh, we got really help and we were like very lucky. I always called them like angels to my family from day one until my, all my family evacuated Afghanistan. So we are really thankful to all of them. And believe me, my mom always like very happy that she got help from her family. Uh, like we were safe by our community, uh, Israel people. And we are really thankful to all of these people who helped and who evacuated all my family. And now they are safe in a safe place because uh, every day, like my brother couldn't even go to his shop. We thought, you know, something will happen to them. So, Joe, how did this all come about? How did you get involved? Uh, you know, I years ago, one of my businesses, I was going to hire someone and I had met a man who was Khorshid's brother. And I think he overheard me speaking Farsi to someone and we started chatting and he spoke Dari and uh, he mentioned he liked my, my kippa. And I thought that was funny. And I said, oh, well, thank you. And he said something to me, which started the ball rolling. He said, you know, I am a Jew too. <laughs> About three months ago, two and a half months ago, I saw him uh, randomly. He was delivering pizza to a neighbor actually. And he looked very sad. So I, I asked him, like, Hi. I was outside. And I said, what are you, what's, how's it going, bud? Long time no see. And he looked dejected. I wouldn't say he was crying, but he had a lot of sadness. And I said, what's going on? He goes, you know, plainly to my face, um, they're going to kill my mother. They think that we're spies and they've never accepted my mother in the community. And I didn't know what to do. So I... I, I was it was shocked, you know, there's all sorts of halacha, there's all sorts of, you know, things that are, you know, you know, required, you know, from a from Jews perspective, uh, I'm like thinking about this. So uh, we started talking. And sure enough, uh, I, I made some inquiries to people who know more about these things than I do. And, and in fact, that, you know, they were threatened, actually. So he later admitted that they threatened to, to stone her and behead her. So I did what uh, I guess uh, I thought it was appropriate. I spoke to my rabbi. I spoke to big chachamim, and they said, "If you can do something to help, help." So I went. Uh, I, I decided, you know what? I was going to see what I could do. Obviously, I'm here in Canada. There's not much I can do uh, in the big picture. I'm insignificant, but I might have friends and family in different places that could help. What is the big 
thing that Canadians can do to help your family now? What do you need? We need visa uh, for not only for my family, for all those Afghans. Their their life was in danger, and now they are in a safe place, better place. But they still they they have to have a good future. So in order to have that, they need to come to Canada to build a good life for themselves and as well as for their children. So we really need support from Canadian government for their visa as soon as possible. I want to thank you so much again for being on the CJN Daily. And um, and it's just an amazing, amazing thing that you've done, Joe and Kolakavod. Well, thank, thank you. I just want to say thank you so much for your time, Helen. And now for the next steps. Tova's children in Ontario are begging Canada to issue visas to bring them all here from the refugee camps they're now in, both in Albania and the other Middle Eastern country we're not mentioning. So far, negotiations to have that happen have not been successful. Politicians like Gila Marto, who's a Conservative member of the Ontario legislature, are ready to launch a letter-writing campaign to the Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship, be it Marco Mendicino again or whoever's name to that job in Tuesday's cabinet appointment. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality and customer care. This episode's also been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. Attend their open house on November 10th. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. And we'll end the episode with the Box Jump Challenge by Rowena Schwartzberg. She posted it on her Instagram account to raise money in memory of her late son, Stevie, who used to do box jumps himself to stay in shape. My name is Rowena Schwartzberg. I'm neither as strong or as courageous as our son Stevie was or as patients living with FDR, but I'm here to jump for FD to raise funds for the mental health program we established in Stevie's memory. I'm also demonstrating that no jump is too small, so jump on board with us to raise funds for FD. I'd like to nominate Michael Shire, Marnie Bonder, and Steve Schaefer to jump with us. Thank you.